August 1930. Miss Atalanta Ashford couldn't quite believe she was casting her eye across the Laguna of Venice. The water moved in countless shades of blue and green, and the sun made everything sparkle. The bright colours of the boats that took tourists across to Murano, the famous glass island, the spires of Venice's many churches in the distance, and closer to her, the lemons in twined baskets on the dock, waiting to be transported. There was an air of expectancy, with everyone bustling to do some task, make the best use of this beautiful day. New arrivals discussed where to go first, to a workshop or to the museum. A man with a hat askew on his rich dark curls carried a large canvas that he wanted to place in the best possible spot to paint the sights. And local women offered flowers and freshly baked sweet treats. From where she stood, Atalanta could smell the butter and sugar worked into them. It seemed as if she was the only one standing still, not pushing to the nearby cafe to occupy the table with the best Laguna view, or going to explore Murano's first-rate glassware, created by true artists with the blowpipe. She was like a statue in the midst of a crowd, rushing to and fro, caught in the moment, unable to move away from a sense of disbelief that this could actually be her life now. It was so hard to grasp that only a few weeks ago, her daily routine had consisted of giving lessons to pupils at an exclusive Swiss boarding school, a strict schedule of teaching French and music, having meals and correcting essays and tests, with barely half an hour to herself to take a little walk down into the picturesque village with its wooden houses and decorated balconies, or further up the mountain to the ruins of the old burg, overlooking the lush valley where the river wound its way between the snow-capped mountains. It had been her favourite leisure-time activity, to walk and fantasise that she was elsewhere, in some remote, possibly exotic destination, seeing the wonders of the world, she knew the sights only from books and postcards her students had sent her during summer holidays, but they had come alive in her imagination. The Parthenon rising above her in white marble columns, or the sleepy sunlit villages of the Italian countryside amongst vineyards and olive groves. She had pretended to hear other languages and bitten into her simple bread and cheese sandwich lunch as if it were a calzoni. But with all the mental power in the world, she'd never been able to guess that her dreams were about to come true, far beyond what she had imagined, all because of her dear grandfather. His death had left her with a fortune, houses in various places, cars and stocks, more money than she could ever spend, and a rare vocation to follow in his footsteps and do his life's work, sleuth discreetly in the highest circles.